A very warm welcome to church, everybody. So good to see you here. So glad you've uh, taken the time to be here. And also a big uh, hello to those who are watching or listening online. So glad to have you as part of the Connect Church family. Can we say a big hello to those who are doing that? Come on, church. Let's just welcome those wherever you are in the world. If you're ever in our area, just come and check us out. We'd love to have you as part of our church family here visiting uh, locally would be great. You know, at the end of uh, this message, we're going to be uh, taking a love offering. So if you're a visitor here today, don't freak out. Don't go, oh my goodness, oh, uh, you know, I, I just want you to say, relax. everybody say relax. Uh, to the person next to you and say, chill out, chill out, chill. Uh, don't, don't, don't freak out. Especially if you're uh, uh, visiting because there's absolutely no pressure uh, to give, but we're going to be taking a love offering for our Connect Church in uh, Indian. We've been talking about that for the last few weeks. This is not something we do every week. This is something we do maybe once a year or whatever, or when the need like this uh, arises, which I'll share a little bit about as we go uh, further on. But uh, I've included the offering in my message for the simple. We were going to do it right up until, I think, Thursday or Friday. I, I changed my mind. It was going to be a part of the other part, but I thought, no, this fits with with the message that I'm bringing today, and so uh, which I hadn't sort of seen or thought about, and so uh, again, it just fits nicely with what we're we're talking about. So we've been working through this series called "Teach These Things" from Titus chapter two, verses uh, eleven through fifteen. I'm going to read out that passage. We haven't done it for a couple of weeks. I'm going to read out the whole passage just to refresh our memories. Titus chapter two, verse eleven: For the grace of God has been revealed. Aren't you thankful that the grace of God is revealed? Come on, somebody. About five of you. Come on, I need some feedback uh, uh, right now. Uh, just, just, uh, I was just saying to someone in the other, the, the other service before, you know, I, I, okay, I get it. The All Blacks lost last night. Okay? We under, we're, we're offering counseling after the service for those who uh, need it. We're opening that up. Our lines are open. You can uh, you can talk. I think it's a good thing. I think it'll put, it'll put them on fire. Come on, somebody. Something like that that'll, that'll get them set, uh, set up for a comeback. So anyway, anyway, on to, we won't, we won't get lost. We won't get lost, right? Uh, and all the South Africans in the house said, Amy, come on, I see you over there. Uh, I see that hand. I see that hand. Now, please talk to the South African. Be nice to the South Africans afterwards, okay? It's just, it's very, it's very important. So, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to the wonderful day. It's going to be a wonderful day when the glory of our great God, isn't he great? Our great God will be revealed. He, verse 14, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. Then it says, verse 15, you must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them because we understand if we just hear the word but we don't do it, the Bible says in James, we deceive ourselves. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to dig a little bit deeper into verse 14. Verse 14 says this, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. The first thing I want to do in point number one, if you uh, like, is I want to remind you of the power of the cross. The power of the cross. It says, here's my first point, he gave his life to free us. He gave his life to free us. And listen, he who the sun sets free, come on somebody. Oh my Lord Jesus, he is free or she is free indeed. We must understand that he gave his life 
to free us, to free, free me, to free you, sir, to free you, madam, from what? From every kind of sin. Oh, you thought you weren't covered. You thought, man, I don't know if God could handle what I'm going through in my life. I don't think God could. No, no. He, he died to free us from every kind. Yeah, ooh, the, the, even that sin? Yeah, even that one. Yeah, really? Yeah, even, even that one. Come on, somebody. That's good news. I don't know about you. That gets me excited. There's nothing that's not covered under the grace uh, uh, of God, best insurance, eternal life policy. Come on, somebody, uh, right, right there. So it says, but but you got to understand the the cross is the cost of your freedom. Yeah. The cross is the cost of your freedom. Remember what Saint Augustine said. He said this: the grace of God does not find men fit. It doesn't say, "Oh, where are you?" No, no, it doesn't find men fit for salvation. It makes them so. God has done this. God has made this possible. You know, we've been singing this song uh, for the last couple of weeks. From uh, it's called the Passion of a Hillsong album. But the words are so powerful. It goes goes like this: the Passion of our Savior. The Passion. He's passionate about this. The Passion of our Savior. The Mercy of our God. The Cross that leaves no question of the measure of His love. Our chains are gone. About three of you are excited about that. I mean, I don't know about you if you're in charge. I don't know if you've ever watched. Our chains are gone. Our debt is paid. The cross has overthrown the grave. For Jesus' blood that sets us free means death to death and life for me and you. And you. It says the innocent judge guilty. Well, the guilty one walks free. Death would be his portion and our portion, my portion, your portion is liberty. Freedom. Our chains are gone. Oh, I don't know about you. It's too quiet in this Presbyterian church. I mean, I don't know about you, man. <laughs> Our chains are gone. Your, your debt has been paid. The cross has... Uh, come on, come on. The cross... We're, we're talking about... Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Now, the cross has overthrown the grave. <laughs> we don't serve a God that's dead. We serve a God who is alive. Come on, someone. He rose again. Because he got up, you can get up. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I'm preaching myself happy. Our chains are gone. Our dead is play. The cross is overthrown the grave. For Jesus' blood that sets us free means death to death and life for me. Christ has paid the price. Free but not cheap. It's a gift to us. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Why did he do it? Number two, up to point two already. Number two, to cleanse us. To cleanse us. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin to cleanse us. To cleanse us. How do we receive that? We've talked about 1 John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins. We've all got issues. We've all got stuff. Yeah, all of us. Even me. Even me. You thought I was perfect, but I'm not. If we confess our sins. Yeah, just ask Anita. She'll tell you. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. Listen, some, some of us are faithless. And we go, oh man, you and I just haven't been there. No, no, you've got to understand, this is not about you. Yeah. He is faithful. Yes. Oh, but I've mucked it up. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Listen to what the scripture, he is faithful. I don't know if God can, no, no. He is faithful. You might be faithless, but he, oh, the preacher's preaching good this morning. He is faithful. He is faithful. To listen to what? Faithful and just. Listen, to forgive our sins. Oh, I don't know if God would ever forgive. No, no, he is faithful. I'm just so bad. No, no, no. Stop it. Tap your name and say, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Stop going, well, I don't know if God will forget. No, no. He is faithful. You've got to get this. 
And to what? Listen, here's what he does. And to cleanse us. Everybody say, he cleanses me. To cleanse us, what? From all, not just some, not just a little bit, but from all. And all in the Greek means all unrighteousness. So if we're cleansed of all unrighteousness, what are we? Come on, two of you have got it. If we were cleansed of all unrighteousness, what are we? Oh, Lord, you're looking at the righteous brothers. Come on, somebody. And the righteous sisters, yeah. (laughs) Righteous brothers was a band for some of you who don't. Yeah, okay, thank you. Who did it? He did it. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful to forgive. Well, I don't feel like he's forgiven. It's all about how you feel. Yeah. It feels good. Just do it. No, that's Nike. Come on, somebody. No, no. We're to walk by faith. This is about receiving the truth of what God has said. But I don't always feel like it. It never says go with what you feel. No, no. It's, it's, this is something we receive by faith. For he who knew, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Why did he do it? Why did he give his life to free us, to cleanse us? The answer is in number three, point number three. He makes us his very own people. To make us his very own people. To to the person who you ignored before and say, you are accepted. Come on. You are accepted. This is what he's done. Listen, we've talked about, I'm not going to go deep into this. We've said, if he is our father, that makes us his children. If he is our father, that makes us his children. That makes you and us brothers and sisters. We are family. Come on. We are part of his family. In other words, someone fell off their chair. I mean, it's just like, we've got to understand we are accepted today. We are accepted in the beloved. Then scripture says, number four, number four, up to number four, totally committed. Totally. Totally. That's in California. Totally committed to doing good deeds. Now, one through three, it talks about what God has done. What God has done. He's done one through three. Number four is about our part, the part we should play. Our part. He has freed us. He has cleansed us. He's made us his very own people so that we would and could and should be, listen, totally, everybody say it like a Californian, totally, totally committed to doing good deeds. In other versions of the same passage, it says this. It says, zealous for good deeds. Another one says, eager to do good. Another version says, enthusiastic. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Enthusiastic. Yeah. It's lonely up here. Enthusiastic about doing good things. We should be enthusiastic. So to paraphrase this scripture in the Adam International Version, I, I, I would say that as followers of Christ, as Connect Church, we should be, listen, totally committed, zealous, eager, and enthusiastic. About doing good stuff for him. Martin Luther, the reformer, said this. The true living faith which the Holy Spirit instills into the heart cannot be idle. Can't be just doing nothing. Can't be, can't, can't be. Jesus, Jesus said this in Matthew 17, verse 20. He said, if you have faith. Does anybody have faith here? Today? Thank you. If you have faith... As small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here over to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. As I was reading this, it just dropped into my heart. The reality is true faith should move things. True, 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 
True faith should move things. It should shift things. In other words, the normal faith life, the normal Christian life should be accompanied by action. Uh, but by, 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 by an outworking. We, we should be, a, come on, if we're in the body, we, we, we should be like action figures. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Big Jim. Action man. Yeah. Action girl. I don't know why. I mean, there should be some action in the place. Yeah. Tap your neighbor say, preacher talking to you. Yeah. Wake up. No, it's not. We got to understand. We are called to live this life. Yeah. There needs to be action. There needs to be an outworking. And Jesus was saying, even if you've got small faith, even if you've got a little faith, oh, I've only got a little bit of faith. No, and even a little bit of faith should be able to move stuff. Come on. Should be able to shift the mountain. You don't need a lot. Just a just this bitty, bitty mustard seed kind of faith. It should still move things. It should still shift things. I'm enjoying this. I'm preaching better than I did in the last service. Come on. Now. Should, should move things. Should shift things. It's because you're here. You're so good looking. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's a compliment. Um, some of you are not too sure. Is he joking? <laughs> Maybe I was. No, I don't know. But James chapter 2. Yeah, our faith should, should move, move things. Our, our faith should move things. In fact, it says in Scripture, <laughs> and it's kind of a little bit awkward, but it actually says that, that faith, and don't get offended by this, don't write me a letter, write somebody else a letter. Don't take that kind of action. That's not the action I'm looking for. In fact, Scripture actually says that faith that is not in some way outworking itself in our lives is, is says it's, it's dead. So that's kind of awkward. It's dead. And in fact, James chapter 2, verse 14, James says, what good is it? What good is that? It's a question mark there. What good is it? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Question. What good is it? Goes on to say, faith by itself, in other words, faith by its lonesome or by itself, if it is not accompanied by some kind of action, is dead. If something's dead, what does that that that's mean? It means no heartbeat. There's no heart behind it. It's dead. There's no life. It's it's lifeless. If something's dead, what, what, what happens? I, 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 was, I was basically, <laughs> thank you. But, but it's true. I mean, I, I remember as a kid walking down the street. 